Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. As an agent, I've been brought into like observe a lot of street teams. Mm. I definitely have my thoughts. But Carice, you were a street team participant, correct? Yes, I was. Tell me, tell me about your experience. Um, it was for an author who wrote in a very similar genre. Like it was young adult. It was fantasy. It was a little more high fantasy than what I do. And it was directly with Dragon. So it was like right on the nose. Okay. So it made a lot of sense to get connected with her. And I volunteered to be part of her street team. Did she have any kind of vetting process or was it just like, yeah, come on in, come join. And how many people did she have? Do you remember? She had at least 50, I want to say, because I think the goal was to get 50 reviews of the book within the first week of launch on Amazon, which was a pretty, it's it's a good goal to have and Mm -hmm. it's achievable if you've got a big enough street team. Um, And she's a relatively well-known author within that genre. So she's done well in the past, but basically I can't remember if we, uh, if there was really a vetting process, if there was, it wasn't too extensive. Mm -hmm. And I guess the impression that I got was that if somebody doesn't want to be on your street team, you don't really have to vet that out. They'll just kind of see themselves out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought she did a really great job. And I thought that her street team overall was really well organized for the team members. So the first thing that she did was like two or three months before the launch, she sent out an advanced digital copy of the novel because it was already, you know, it was already through editing, it was ready to go, so that everybody could read it ahead of time and have an accurate understanding if you wanted to. I did. I read the whole thing and I liked it. So I thought that was smart so that you weren't relying on people to give you a review within the first week of it launching and, oh, this is also your first opportunity to have even read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so other things that she did leading up to launch day She would have regular check-in reminders, not every day, but not always every week. Sometimes it was every other week, and they did get more consistent the closer we got to launch day. But she would be just reminding people that, you know, you're on this street team. This is when launch day is. This is what I'm excited about. And at the end of those emails, she had an unsubscribe button from the street team. So if you wanted out, it wasn't a personal thing. You know, you didn't have to send her an apologetic, I'm sorry, I don't have time email. You could just show yourself out. And that was great and probably led to a pretty active street team. Hmm. Um, And in these emails she would send out, she had an extremely positive, uplifting, it was like you were talking about in our last episode. It was like a celebration to her. She was so excited for this. She would share with us what other people had said and how they were excited for this. And it made you feel excited for that too. Then leading up to her launch day, I think it was probably just maybe five or three days before launch. She was sending an email every day and it was 
very short, very sweet to the point of, hey, just a reminder, Friday's launch day or whatever day it was. Um, so it just kept your mind on it so that that way, you know, because not everybody checks their email constantly. So hopefully that way you wouldn't have people who missed launch day entirely because you're sending them just regular updates and they weren't lengthy emails either. So just real easy to ingest. So day of launch, she sent out the big, today's the day. And that email, again, super uplifting and positive, had everything you could have needed in order to make a successful social post for her. So that included like the URL to the book on Amazon. It included all of the hashtags that people were using. It included all the handles of the accounts that she wanted tagged. She included different Facebook posts that you could make as just a quick status. She included like different tweets that you could tweet. And they were, it wasn't like, you know, just a group of like handles and hashtags and everything. It was right there. It was, you could just copy paste the entire paragraph, drop it into whatever. And there were, there were images of the book. Um, so that you, if you wanted to use like that really high resolution image in a post, then it would show up properly. Um, and all of that was just included on that day of email. And then I think a big difference maker here for not just assembling a street team one time, but keeping that street team together and making those people into like your super fans who end up pulling other people to you. Um, she followed through the day of the day after, the week after, especially since we'd been reminded all this time, the goal is 50 reviews by the end of the week. And I think she hit it by like day three or day four. So that kind of follow-up I really appreciated because it made me feel like I helped and I made a positive impact and that my time was recognized and that she had gratitude for all of these people who she hasn't necessarily met them in person, but they all helped her. And she recognized that these people helped her, even though you weren't expected to write your own posts or even have read the whole book. Hmm. I find this fascinating because, I mean, it sounds like she did everything right. Right. Which is so rare. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, goodness, just listening to that, first of all, that's a lot of work. Yeah. She had to put in a lot of work to get that team for it to for that experience to be what it was. Exactly. Did she give you guys any rewards aside from just like her gratitude? Were there I, any incentives or rewards? I don't know. There might have been there were probably tiers to the street team, and I would have been the lowest level tier. You know, I just did one social media post and I did the review for the book, and that was that was my part. But yeah, she may have, and she probably did do more for the people who had been with her longer or had bigger followings or something. Cause hmm. yeah, she, she really knocked it out of the park. I felt like. That's wild. Cause that's like one thing that authors stress. Well, I guess there's a couple of things that authors stress out over when it comes to street teams. The first is just managing them and the time it takes to get everything in place. I mean, goodness, mm -hmm. she was emailing guys like crazy and like all of that. And then also just the incentives. How do, how do I incentivize someone who doesn't have to do this? Like they're doing it as a favor. And many times they just sign up because they want to get a free copy of the book. 
Right. And then it's like a bunch of time is spent over those incentives and rewards and gifts. And what I've found is then even when that's figured out, we still many times end up with a street team experience that just doesn't hit what we wanted it to hit. It's going to sound kind of corny to say, but I feel like one of the biggest incentives that I got at my tier was just how super excited she was for this. Wow. Like it just felt really nice. Like it felt more like a personal relationship rather than I'm sending this blanket email to 300 people and I hope that 50 of them follow through. And, you know, maybe that was what was happening on the other side of the screen, but I never felt that kind of distance in her communication. So her excitement. Okay. So here's a phenomenon that's happening. Um, and I didn't think anything of it until this conversation right now. So authors are taking or publishers are taking some of the marketing budget and they are hiring launch team managers to manage the launch team for the author, right? And to do right. all of the things. And these people even like sometimes set up the websites for pre-orders and all of that stuff. But what is happening is it removes the author from the conversation. They they pop in. So typically these launch teams now are done in Facebook groups as opposed to email chains. Right. So the author pops in every once in a while, but it's just not, it's, it, it's not the experience that I'm hearing you talk about where she was, and she may have hired help with those emails, but you never knew it was the thing. Exactly. Right. There wasn't this other person's name sending you emails. It was her sending you emails. Right. So now I'm just wondering, like that has become a major thing where Publishing houses are hiring these launch team managers because that's what the authors want help with because it's so hard to run one well. Yeah. And I just wonder if that's like taking some of the spice out of it and creating a less than ideal launch team experience where we do oftentimes run into 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And most of the people show up, get their free book and kind of peace out. You're going to, you're going to make changes and recommendations for your clients based on this conversation. I very well might. Um, because also we've been talking about like, what is the, like, is the street team launch team effective anymore? Because everyone's doing it and you get these people that just like sign up for every launch team that they can. Right. And they, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of become this. Yeah, and I think that's what made her goal of 50 reviews in the first week. It's not only a great idea, it's just smart. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we all have those friends who are constantly endorsing other people's books, and they just want to be helpful. But when that's 80% of what they say, you tune it out after a while, because clearly they they don't have your filter, Amanda, of only picking the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? It's kind of just an anything goes type deal. So having it, you know, having that, the social posts, that's never a bad thing. It's not necessarily always an effective thing, but those reviews, yeah, those reviews matter. Yeah. And so focusing on that, which is going to be long lasting, those reviews are always going to be on that book. Your social post is probably going to be buried and never seen again in a couple of days time. And it's funny, I've seen, I've known authors who have had launch teams 
of like 200 people, they come away with, you know, a good number of reviews. Like they'll come away with 60, 60 reviews, but they don't come away with 200 reviews. And so it's just interesting to me that she, it seems like she figured out how to really effectively motivate people to follow through on these couple of asks. Exactly. So I think that story of the street team is something that our listeners should really like take to heart and make notes on because that is an example of one done very well, it sounds. And and then I just jotted down some, I guess, best practices for street teams, which a lot of these echo some of the things that you mentioned in your experience. And the first is to be sure to collect email addresses and info from your street team members. This is especially if you're hosting the street team or the launch team in like a Facebook group, you want to make sure that you can like connect with them, you know, in a more personal way later, especially if you just want to add them to your newsletter list. So get their email addresses, get their info. You want to give clear requirements or um, clear expectations, like they're expected to read the book, they're expected to write a view, they're ex- expected to post a picture of the book. Sometimes some launch teams require people to even buy a copy of the book that they're expected to then give away. So it's like, well, we're going to give you a copy, but we also want you to buy a copy. And that's, way, that's kind of a way that some people lock in the best help because they figure, well, if someone's buying right. a book to participate in this team, but again, that's not always effective because not everyone. That's a high bar. Yes, yes. Um, so again, you just have to do what you feel is best for your group. If you get into that whole like where you're acquiring them to buy the book, then you really do need to have clear rewards, tiers of involvement that unlocks different special things. And the, re- the rewards don't have to cost you money. It can be something like, um, a free video course on, you know, fitness. If, if your book is about fitness and health, you know, then they can unlock these kinds of deliverables. But I do certainly know authors who also promise like actual things that they mail. Like, like if you do this, you get this mug or whatever. Oh man. Yeah. That sounds like a logistical nightmare. Yeah. If you want to promise merchandise and we've talked about this, I think in the past, like that can suck up so much of your time. Mm-hmm. People really frequently underestimate how much time and effort has to go in to doing something like that. It can take over your life. You want to provide resources, the shareable graphics, the shareable videos, make yep. it as easy as possible. Like you said, Carice, have a strategy going in as to how you're going to manage the group and how you're going to keep conversation going. So you got to have those prompts. If you haven't touched base with your group and it's been X number of hours or X, you know, X amount of time, then it's time to do so. And you should have all of those messages pre-written and ready to go so that you're not sitting yeah. at your computer like, what am I supposed to tell them today? <laughs> right. Exactly. And I didn't get this impression, you know, from her tone in the emails at all. But looking back on it, I am positive that like all of those launch day assets, emails, everything, they were ready to go probably two months before yeah. launch, you know? Everything was set up. She probably took maybe a couple of weeks to put everything together. And that's all she focused on. Maybe even before she opened the doors for the street team, everything was just done, taken care of. It's today I've got to send email number four and I don't have to send another email about this until next week or whatever. You don't want to be in a situation where you're trying to have a street team and you're up the night before trying to get all the assets together, 
make sure everything's no you want to have as much of this done as in advance as possible because you will get emails every time you send one out you're gonna get emails back to it like yep you're not gonna have time to go create next week's content or tomorrow's content yeah. because people are going to come to you with requests or questions or something that right. you're going to have to spend your time on. So it's like, even if you do hire someone to help, cause it's, it would be smart to hire someone, find a way for them to like send emails from your inbox or, yes. you know, figure it out so that they can pretend that they're you to a point. Right. Especially if it's for those really, I mean, like we've all seen it on like Facebook where somebody's selling something and they'll tell you like what they're selling and how much it is and where they'll be at what times. And then the comments are just flooded with how much is this item? Where can I buy this item? And it's like, it's right there in the post. So if you were to hire somebody and just mm -hmm. say, man, I, I don't need somebody to run like the stuff that I really care about. I still want it to be personalized, but you don't want it to monopolize your time. Mm -hmm. And you need to hire somebody who just has the same basic information that you basically already sent out. And their only job is to reply to those emails that ask a question that got yeah. overlooked, you know, like that overlooked information that would clear up a ton of time. Mm. And then also, I mean, I heard you talk about this. It's important to follow up with people who don't follow through with mm -hmm. what you've asked of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course the big one, goodness, the more excited you are, the more excited they will be. So yeah. it should be a party. It should be a celebration. Mm -hmm. And if they're not seeing the author pop in with exciting news or, you know, all of that, like they're going to not feel yep. that excitement. This, they can't just generate it out of nowhere. Because remember, many of them are, they're in this group and they don't know anyone else. So there you go. There's example of street team done right. Goodness, sounds like a lot of work, but clearly if you can get the components figured out, it can be very effective. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.